0: Herb Jones left off ESPN's top 100 NBA players. Really? And who do they put ahead of him? And I'll explain why they're wrong. Plus, valleys might be sold. So does that mean it'll be easier to watch games? Not so fast. Plus, Billy Hernan Gomez wins Eurobasket MVP. It's the Thursday episode of Locked on Pelicans. Let's go. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day, available wherever you get your podcast, and available on YouTube, where I'm coming to you from my hotel room. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all on this Thursday. We are so close to media day on Monday. I can't wait. I know you're excited, so thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're going to be here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about this team. Playoffs are bust, kind of. It's a big year, and in tomorrow's show, we're going to talk about it. Is it the most hyped Pelicans season ever? It really might be. It really might be. There's some other years that are contenders, but this year feels different And I want to dive into that in tomorrow's show. But in today's show, we got a lot to talk about. Herb Jones being left off of ESPN's top 100 NBA players. You also have TV stuff in the news. And I think that's big because it's tough to watch Pelicans games. So we'll get to that too. And then, of course, Billy Hernan Gomez winning Eurobasket MVP. Good for him and just nice to have for the Pelicans to have a guy like that. So let's get into the Herb Jones thing. ESPN is doing their top 100 basketball NBA player list. All, everyone's doing this sort of thing right now. You just saw one over at NBA.com. We even have BetOnline doing it. You've heard me do the promos. And I took BetOnline to task a little bit for leaving Zion Williamson off the top 50 players that they have. But Herb Jones feels like a top 100 basketball player. There's no doubt about that. This is a rookie who defied all expectations and played and started 78 games last season. That is an incredible number for a rookie to be able to go out and do, let alone one in the second round where guys don't really make an impact from that spot their rookie years to that degree. And you have Herb Jones doing it. And he's doing it in the toughest area to quantify, and that's defense. And that has to be the reason why he's not in this top 100 his offense isn't great it's not nearly as bad as some people will make it out to be or tell you that it is but certainly it's not elite or even amazing but I think it's passable enough and he should get better this season but what he does defensively is elite he should have been without a doubt on an old defensive team last year he was that good not on herb is a thing we have the t-shirts you know, it's chanted. People love that about him. And a big part of that is because he's taking on the toughest assignment on a night in, night out basis. You know, the the opponent's best wing or guard at times, too. And he's shutting them down. Guys can't score on him. It's a very real thing to say, not on Hurt. He... Led all rookies in steals last year. He was third in the league in steals. He also had 60 blocks. We saw multiple games, including in the playoffs, where he blocked multiple three-pointers. And I've explained, if you're a longtime listener of the show, that's really tough to do. It's really tough to block three-pointers because guys won't launch threes if they think they might get blocked or it might be contested. There's a reason 85 90% of three-pointers in the NBA... Per their tracking data are quantified as open or wide open. So no defenders within two feet at the minimum. So to block three shots, three threes in a game, which Herb Jones has done, is an absolutely insane defensive feat. And as a rookie, he stepped up and took the biggest defensive assignments. I don't know what more you need. It it just goes to show you that I think media and people, probably myself included in this to a degree, don't truly value defense. And it is an offensive-driven league. I'm, I have no problem saying something like that. But when you get an elite defender like this, their value is exponential because there's there's not a ton of them throughout the league. And that kind of puts him in there. If you look at some of the guys that are rated well ahead of him, it's kind of surprising, right? Lonzo Ball is on there. Well above, you know, 100. And he missed most of last year. He's still dealing with injuries this year. We've seen that he is above average defensively but not elite there we've seen what his limits are as a player and he's not a bad player it's not a shot at him but do you think he should be on the list and Herb Jones shouldn't you know you can say Lonzo Ball should be higher than him but for one to be on the list and then the other one not I think is a little bit shocking to me when it comes to something like that. Russell Westbrook is, is in the 60s on this list, and he was an outright disaster for the Lakers last year to the point where they are desperate to trade him, and no one wants him. No one wants him, and they can't get a deal done. It just says that defensive guys like Herb Jones are dramatically underrated. You know, and this was the case for Drew Holiday for a, a long time in his career. And it really only took off in his final like two seasons or so with New Orleans when you're like, oh man, he is good. And now that he's on a winning team with the Milwaukee Bucks, has a title, it feels like he's finally kind of getting the level of respect that he deserves. And so I do think for Herb Jones... If this team is good, they're competitive, people are going to be paying more attention to them throughout the year than just the end of the year, like what happened last season, that people will start to take note of Herb Jones, and you'll start to see his name kind of bubbled up in impressive players' lists and things like that. But it says defense is undervalued, and when you have a guy like that, particularly on a rookie deal like he's on, that's very much underpaying him, it's going to be good for New Orleans. New Orleans. And shows that he's kind of flying under the radar. But I don't think teams are going to think he's under the radar and he's going to be in the scouting report. And his offense is getting better. He'll be a better three-point shooter next year. He works well off ball, too. And I think you're going to see him handle the ball a lot. And under Nate Oates at Alabama, he did that a lot. He was kind of their de facto point guard at times. So I'm really excited for what we all think should be a pretty big year, adding to his game in different ways for Herb Jones. So keep underrating him. Keep underrating this whole Pelicans team. It's been kind of a theme. I think we've seen this whole offseason that people are really potentially underrating how good this Pelicans team could be. All right, coming up, TV stuff. We love to talk about ballet sports and other things here. Might they be sold? And what does that mean for you trying to watch the game on Hulu, YouTube TV, or any of those other streaming services? Let's get into that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by betonline.net. Betonline.net is your number one source for football betting and other info this season. So you can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, in depth articles, and analysis on every game you can find, whether it's college, whether it's pro. And I love seeing Tulane minus 13, 13 13-point favorites as they look to go 4-0 against Southern Miss this weekend. So, as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. Easiest way to check in on all your favorite games. You can get MLB, football, MMA, boxing, golf, whatever it is you want. You can get it over at BetOnline.net. And, of course, they have all the NBA futures, too. So head to BetOnline.net. You can also use your mobile device there to learn more. Over at BetOnline.net, BetOnline, where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for you all, breaking down everything you want to know about this team. Well, there is Herb Jones being left off a list. Like, come on. Or are you going to be able to watch the game, which we're going to talk about here in a second when it comes to Valley Sports? Maybe a bunch of the leagues buying up Valley sports, trying to see what they can do to make this more accessible for you. And of course, thank you for making locked on Pelicans your first listen today. And every day we're here Monday through Friday, breaking down everything you want to know. And for your second listen, go check out the locked on saints podcast. Ross Jackson's the man. He's going to Carolina then London international locked on saints. That's going to be really cool. uh, As he covers the team, make sure locked on saints, your second listen. So I saw this, and someone tweeted this at me today too, that ballet sports might get bought up by the NBA, by the M- by MLB, by NHL. Those could be options for the Pelicans. You know, regional sports network. It's Diamond Sports. They operate Bally Sports. It's a bit of a mess right now. And it sounds like from what we've heard about Bally Sports, Diamond Sports, Sinclair, they're all kind of the same thing. So we're we'll firm to as one, uh, you know, as one that they might be going bankrupt. And that is a disaster on multiple levels for many teams. If if they go bankrupt, they will continue to broadcast Pelicans games and have the rights to it, but not pay the team any money. So you would assume that goes for any of the other rights that they own. That is a disaster for whatever league and or team it is, that if they're broadcasting your games, one of the more valuable things you own as a franchise, and you're not getting paid for it, not good. So it's no shock that maybe these sports leagues want to step in and potentially buy the league to try and go out and do, not buy the league, buy the broadcast company to try and prevent that from happening. I don't think this is going to be as simple or as easy as people think, and if it does happen, I don't believe it's going to mean that you're going to be able to get Pelicans games suddenly on Hulu Hulu TV YouTube. And look, I use Hulu TV, so I don't think you're going to be able to see things on there right away. I think this would be coming in to just try and prevent kind of financial disaster here, akin to when the NBA bought the then Hornets from George Shin, who was basically going insolvent and unable to pay anybody. They stepped in. Said, we'll just continue operating it. We'll continue paying them, and then we'll flip these and try it. We'll flip it and try and make a profit, and then we're all happy with that. I would not be shocked if that's a similar plan to what these sports leagues, NHL, NBA, MLB would do if they had to buy the Sinclair Group, Diamond Bally's, whatever you want to refer to it as. That would just kind of continue things as is. You know, they have ties and maybe more leverage to try and get the games elsewhere, but that's a lot of negotiating. That's a lot of work and not the easiest thing to try and pull off during a season, say, for the NBA right now. You know, as MLB starts to come to a close, I think this would just be to make sure teams are getting their money so it doesn't impact other types of finances or force them to take on debt and things like that. I would not be shocked if eventually. The individual teams take the broadcast rights into their own hands, not the league as a whole. And I think there could be some issue when it comes to other governors, owners, (coughs) whatever you want to call them, seeing how, wait, 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 now the Pelicans are getting money from the NBA, but my rights are with somewhere else. How is this fair? You know, does that create any sort of issue there? I think it could be that the individual teams will eventually get, then get their rights back. So if there's a team that's been under a long-term contract with Bally's or has years to go, let's say, the league that buys the rights can go, here you go, you can buy them back from us, or here they just are, and now you take this all in-house and you don't need to wait for a contract to expire something like that. I can tell you without having specifics on it, the Pelicans looked at it. They tossed that idea around. I don't know if it was feasible for them right now. That's a lot of upfront cost to do, but I think it's something they would look at internally doing in the long run. That's a very interesting idea, and I did a whole show about it and why I thought it would make sense, and that was before I learned that they even considered this sort of thing. And I wonder if that's the way it would go. But just because you see that valleys might get sold doesn't mean much is probably going to change. So, I wouldn't get my hopes up for a sale, or if you see it go down, what'll happen is it's probably still going to be a problem, which means Bally Sports Plus and trying to watch games that way when it comes to everything. So, I think that will be the way to go, um, and what will eventually end up happening when it comes to how all of these are. Kind of covered and changed, so I don't know if that'll do much. But look, anything that kind of maybe moves it from where it is now could be a good thing. And the Pelicans do think you're in line for a better experience. They, the way my read on this is, with Bally Sports and Bally Sports Plus, it's a devil you know thing. They could have changed. There was pro- more money on the table from another organization, but they don't know how good that experience would be. They feel a the problem with Bally's was more the accessibility and trying to be able to get it, the games, as opposed to the actual broadcast itself. We like Joel. We like Antonio Daniels. I do think there are other problems with the broadcast and the other coverage and content on what would be on Bally Sports Plus and other places. But to a degree, I get where their line of thinking is. And it's just going to kind of be one of those, let's wait and see, and we'll see what ends up happening. All right, coming up next, Billy Hernan Gomez winning Eurobasket MVP. Great honor for him. That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen. Now, go and make the NBA top 50 on Locked On NBA your second listen. Which NBA player moves the betting line the most this season? Locked On and the Bet Online Odds Makers present the NBA's top 50 most valuable players. Find it on Locked On NBA. It's a bonus show. So I'm still there on Wednesday, wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Also, don't forget, subscribe to Locked On Pelicans. Tell a friend about the show and comment down below. On YouTube number one way you can support the show okay Billy Hernan Gomez Eurobasket MVP Spain despite losing the Gasol brothers kind of made them a dynasty in terms of basketball national team they go out and they win Eurobasket beating Germany who had some stellar play from Dennis Schroeder and Franz Wagner and of all the players on Spain who were very good Billy Hernan Gomez Gets the Eurobasket MVP, 17.2 points per game, 6.9 rebounds, one assist. He was really good. He was unstoppable down low. He shot 63.5% from the field. And you saw a lot of opponents really double team him, freeing up other guys on the team to go out and perform. And the way he just kind of, that court gravity that he had in this tournament, really cool. Pelicans had two of the best centers in there between Billy Hernan Gomez and Jonas Valanciunas as well so excellent performances from him really leading Spain to a kind of unexpected I think Eurobasket you know championship despite losing some major star players for the Spanish national team the thing when you when you really look at it and how they used him was interesting he only played he played under 22 minutes per game. You saw Spain really manage his minutes throughout the whole tournament to try and make him his most efficient self, not let him get tired. That's kind of his role, right? It's, he's, you know, he might start for Spain, but he's still reserve in the NBA. And he could be a good backup center. Again, he doesn't give you much defense, but he can go out and he's going to get you at 10, 12 points and eight boards, no problem. We feel very comfortable with him being able to do that. So as a backup center that's useful... I still think the Pelicans could use another backup big that's defensive-minded, but given the way he played in Eurobasket, does this potentially vault him ahead of a guy like Jackson Hayes in the rotation? Jackson Hayes played at the four last year, not the center spot. How does Billy Hernan Gomez going out and dominating Eurobasket affect Jackson Hayes at the five, where he's normally been? And there's not many minutes at the four, I don't think, for Jackson Hayes with most of them maybe coming at the five, but does that change now? Good problem to have for New Orleans, but managing his minutes, using him, and this is something I think teams really try and do a lot, and the Pelicans do this too. How many minutes can a guy play and be his most efficient self before you really start to see diminishing returns? And that, clearly in in Eurobasket, was 22 minutes for Billy Hernan Gomez, but keeping him fresh was important. They did a good job of minutes management for basically... Everybody, I thought, in in Spain, in, in Eurobasket. And it's a big part of why they won. And it's also Billy Hernan Gomez being a big part of why they won. So he gets to come back to the Pelicans, come back on media day. I hope he brings the trophy so that we can see it on Monday because that would be a really, really cool thing. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all so much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. We'll be back tomorrow. Is this season, the most hyped you've ever been for a Pelican season. We'll talk about it in tomorrow's episode, so make sure you don't miss it. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Comment down below. As always, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'll be back with you all tomorrow.